happy holidays again, everybody. This Woo. is uh, Christy. I'm Michael. And we're Terror and Tacos. And this is kind of our second holiday yeah. episode. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's December. It's very, very wintry. It's very wintry. It's going to be a wintry month here at uh, Terror and Tacos. There's some really great movies, I think, that happen during snow times. Yes, <laughs> and in snow places. And in snow places. So that's what we're going to talk about for December. But first, today we're going to talk about... Uh, the food that we just ate. Uh, yeah, uh, you're you going to have to talk about it. It was absolutely delicious, and I had never had, had what before. I just had. Yeah, so I'd been saving this. Like, I'd been wanting you to try this, but I wanted to save it for, like, an appropriate episode. And just considering what the name of it is, I thought, this is perfect. So th- what we had is this um, a dish called a tostada siberia. And Siberia is literally Siberia. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and a tostada is is a flat tortilla that's been fried to a crisp. So it's, you know, it's just like a, a chalupa or a tostada or whatever. But what they do is they take two tostadas and they, they put um, avocado or guacamole, whichever different places have different ways of doing it. And then there's seasoned shredded chicken on top of the guacamole. And then... Uh, that's topped with uh, crema fresca, which is sour cream, uh, but better than sour cream. Oh man, it was—it's so good. And then they top that with another tostada, and it's called a Siberia, and it's huge. And yeah, uh, I could not finish mine. Yeah, I went down this rabbit hole of like, why is this called a Siberia? And so this this dish originated in a city in Mexico called Monterrey, which is a northern city. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a huge city of industry and business and okay. all that kind of thing. And um, just, I, I don't remember the name of the, of the man, but it's like it originated like in the 40s or something, 40s or, or 30s even. And this man opened this restaurant and he just wanted to do something different. Okay. And so he came up with this thing and called it a Siberia. And... Um, I tried to figure out, like, why did he call it that? Is it because they're in Monterey's in the north it or, co- like, or it something could like be, that? It could be that it's in the north. My thinking, follow my logic here, my thinking is that he came up with this thing, right? And it's like a round, flat tortilla uh-huh. with white meat shredded chicken uh-huh. covered in white sour cream. And it's like the frozen tundra. It looks tundra. like the frozen tundra. No, that's yeah. good. That's great. I mean, that's great. the only thing I can come I up with. I really like that. But we should just say that's yeah, it anyway. That's what it is. Um, it's super delicious, and you can't get it everywhere. You can't get it in a Tex-Mex restaurant because it's no, not I've, Tex-Mex. I've never had it. Never it's, had it. It's legit northern Mexican food. And here in Dallas, you can find it at... Um, if, if there's a restaurant near you that's called Monterrey <laughs> or is associated with Monterrey... Uh, the city, then that's probably where you can find it because it's a very northern Mexico, specifically the city of Monterrey dish. Cool. And I was going to get it at the Monterrey that's around the corner from my house here, like on Greenville and Ross. uh There's a restaurant called Monterrey. Forever? Forever. Since before I came to Dallas, which is in 93. That's over 25 fucking years. And um, it's gone. And why is it gone, Michael? Hipsters. Hipsters. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess hipsters. Yeah, I'm gonna guess hipsters. <laughs> I'm gonna guess like there's a few, I don't know, restaurants there now that sell specialty artisanal burgers. Or is there like a fancy ice cream shop? There's a fancy ice cream shop <laughs> called Milk that sells artisanal milk. I d- I don't know. <laughs> and I'm sure it's delicious. I'm whatever. But, but it's not not as good as the Monterrey food. Ships is still there, which yeah. makes me happy. Um that's that's I mean I'm I'm glad there's still Monterrey at least one that you can go to. That's that's a bummer. Um if that you told me that story I said, "Well, next week we'll go I'll grab tacos from a place by my house." That is on a corner. It's been there forever, and it is it is still hanging on. Right. As like there's like a hipster sandwich shop and yeah. ice cream and coffee. It's still there. I hope it can hold out. Yeah, but. I mean, it's I don't know. In in my neighborhood, the I, the day that tacos y mas gets pushed out, uh, we might burn the city to the might ground. Might burn the city to the ground. Might be it. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, Monterrey, and I went to the one on Garland Road and uh, Jupiter and it's in a strip mall and it's just family owned, family run, really great northern Mexican food with some Tex-Mex specialties in there. It's delicious. You should go yeah, and, and I'll try we'll put it on the Facebook. If you've never had this, I, I mean, I've never had it for as long as I've lived here. So good. 
I'm already looking forward to eating it again for dinner. They serve it with like two giant pickled jalapenos too. Which I is passed hard. on those because I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first movie we're going to talk about today is a movie from 2010 mm -hmm. uh, called Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter, and we should say we are we are we're doing two Norwegian films yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about snow covered? Good God, man! <laughs> bleak, 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 bleak. Cold, cold. Even in even in in, in dialogue, yes, it's bleak and cold. Yeah, you said you said something interesting there uh, when we were just talking, right? When we were eating, that there seems in both of these movies a, uh, an economy of movement and an economy of language. Yeah, and it seems to me because you said that that's kind of maybe how they live because they're so cold, fucking cold. It's so fucking cold, so they save. What they have to say until yeah. they absolutely, absolutely have, have to, say, to it. say it. Yeah, and, and they, I'm, I'm not going to move until I absolutely yeah, have to move. Yeah, I don't blame them. I don't blame them And I have to all. say, looking, I can't really imagine how cold it is because there'll be p points in both of these movies where they're like, they go out in a sweater and it looks like weather in which I would wear every warm piece of clothing I yeah. own. So then when they do put on a coat, you're like, oh, oh God, man. how it's cold is it? It's got to be fucking like bone chilling. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can feel it in there. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the names of the stars. No, or, I, or me neither. Of, we'll, of the movie. We'll destroy it. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be offensive um, <laughs> because it is a, it's a beautiful language. That I have no understanding of. Uh, that I have of. no understanding of. They will draw lines through letters. I don't. <laughs> See, I don't understand. I, don't, I know. What is that about? That's like, to me, means like zero or right. negative. Right, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. whatever. So Troll Hunter, 2010. It is a movie. Movie. I think it's like with that last bastion, hopefully, yeah. of the found footage film. Yes. And I, you say hopefully, and I think we're in the same boat. Uh -huh. I feel like this was a cool thing. I mean, it goes almost all the way back to like Blair Witch and stuff. And then Blair Witch gave birth to this whole thing. It allowed people who didn't have a lot of money to make movies, which I love. That's mm -hmm. great. And some of them are really good. But it has sort of started to fall into... We know we're going to have the running with the camera, the shaky, the mm -hmm. the the perils of a film crew, right. all of those things. Exactly. And it's like, all right, we, all right, we get it. We get it. You yeah. have night vision now. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but Troll Hunter is a little different. Troll than, Hunter's than, a little different. And I have to say that the, the the person who directed it, who is also the director of Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, who has an um, unpronounceable name. Has, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, he, uh, he uses all of those tropes really well. Yes. And there's not one place where you go like, oh, that's just because what... It, like, it all fits into... It, it, it all fits in with good storytelling. Yeah, and he also seems to be having fun with it. Right. Like, even the concept yeah, of knows. the movie seems to be like, we're going to yeah. have some fun. I mean, it's about a troll hunter. Right. And so, like, I don't... There's not a lot to ruin about this movie because the movie... I mean, the title tells you what it is. Yeah, and, and the movie itself, in Super the opening credit, yeah, tells, it you tells you what it tells you. It says, is. found this footage. We never found the filmmakers ever again. Yeah, yeah. We've tried to figure out if this is real or not. Everything that we have research tells us that it's it is, real. and this is chronological. And this is chronological. Yeah. Um, so it's this this young college students mm -hmm. who are filmmakers, yeah, of course, ostensibly, and uh, they are filming a documentary because apparently there's been a, a bear poacher. Yeah. There's bear poaching happening. And there is, seems to be serious rules about hunting bears yeah. in Norway. Yeah. Apparently, that is what I gathered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the bear hunters that they, uh, you know, air quote, interview in the movie have very strong feelings about the poacher. Yes. And it's kind of like, you know, a South Texas thing where you have to control the, like, you have to control the population Right. But it's bears. licensed. It's and... licensed. Not just anybody can go kill a bear. Yeah. And apparently there's been some bear killings. Uh -huh. And so these college kids have decided that they're going to go out and they're going to try and find the poacher. Yeah. Um, and they talk to a bunch of like licensed bear, bear hunters. hunters and like, it's so it's, it's so it's weird. So and they're all super serious. Yeah. They're like, I'd like to give him a piece of my mind. Yeah. When I find him, I'd like to tell him what the law uh, is. is. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Very si I mean, hey, man. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I like bears. Don't go killing. Yeah, them. don't yeah. go killing the bears. Don't go where the bears go, mm -hmm. y'all. Um, 
Because what else goes where the bears go, Christy? Death. Yes. And what else? What were you going to say? I was going to say trolls. Oh, trolls. Yes, exactly. So here's the thing. So they start following these bear hunters, and and then they they get a lead from someone, right? Uh-huh. That this poacher is staying in a camper. Yeah. Like in some camper park. And they go and, and, and stake it out. They go stake it out, and sure enough, they this guy yeah. rolls up in his Jeep. In his, yeah. Um, and they do what? They ask him questions? They ask him questions, and then... He don't want to talk. No, no, he doesn't. And you eventually... They follow him. Man, it's kind of weird, because they, like, they tap his trailer, and, and yeah, like, they, they're kind of like, dicks. He's, yeah, you, I really hated the filmmakers. I was, you know, I'm showing my age here, but I was like, damn kids! kids yeah, you're going to go fucking break into this dude's trailer. Right. And so they, they've tapped, they talk to him, but then when he leaves, they kind of have tapped his shit or whatever. Right. And so they follow him. Yeah, they also have... Night vision. Night vision. On, on There's a camera. lot of There's night vision. There's a lot vision. of night yeah. vision. I guess in 2010, that was that was the, the 1970s phone technology yeah. of 2010. Yeah. So it's three. We should say it's three kids. It's like the document, the documentary guy, right? Yeah. There's the sound girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The documentary guy is Thomas. The sound girl, Johanna, and the camera guy. Marco? Yeah, Marco, I think. Marco, or I don't know. Some version of that. No, it's Kale. That's right. Kale. Listen to us. I'm so embarrassed. Um, Kale, Johanna, and Thomas. It's fine. They're fine. And the troll hunter's name is Hans. And he is Um, the coolest dude in the world. Like, there were times during this movie where I was like, did they get a real troll hunter? Yeah, like, yeah, is this that's, guy a real that's troll the thing. Like, you never, you never <laughs> buy. It. I mean, you never. Of course, you're not even supposed to buy into the found footage idea. But like, I did think I was like, where did they find this fucking guy? I know he's like super serious about trolls. <laughs> trolls, yeah. You know, and and about eating his Norwegian breakfast. Yes, which looked delicious. It by did the look way. delicious. Um, so they follow him. Yeah. They follow him, <laughs> thinking again, thinking they're going to catch him right. illegally killing a bear. Right. Right. And into the forest, into right? The forest. Right. And shit goes yeah. down. So it's like they've gone to his place. He's told them, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk about it. And they're being dicks. They follow him one night into the forest, down this road. And there's a little sign on the fence that says, do not enter, whatever. They don't give a shit. Right. They're so, like, irreverent. And they yeah. throw it away. They're filmmakers, they're damn filmmakers. it. They're filmmakers. And they're, like, in this tiny, I guess the equivalent of, like, a Volkswagen Golf yeah. is, right? They're in a tiny car. And he's, like, in a fucking Hummer. Yeah. And yeah. um, and the Hummer shows signs of, like, It's been abuse. scarred. It's and, been scarred yeah. and whatever. And he's got weird shit in there. And so they follow him in the forest. And they're walking through the forest at night. And uh, they see these lights, and they yeah. hear this growling, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And then suddenly Hans comes running out of the forest, and he screams, troll. Yeah. Like, right into right, the camera. Right into the camera. It's a great moment. It's a great moment. And they start just fucking running, running because he's running. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And Thomas gets bitten. Yeah, Thomas gets bitten by something. We still don't know what it right. is. At this point, we think it's a big giant fucking bear. Right. Um, and then they start, with, this is always what gets me, uh, I don't know, it's always funny, like, they just saw crazy shit mm-hmm. like that they can't explain. Mm-hmm. They just had to run. They see then that their car has been overturned demolished. and demolished. And there's like slime, slime on it. On it. He, Hans, is like, get in my car, I'll give you a ride, basically. And then they're still like, did you say troll, did motherfucker? Did you say troll? And I'm like, and I'm uh, like yeah. clearly some shit just happened. Clearly. <laughs> so we do get to see the troll in that first scene, and um, it's pretty great. Yeah, and that is, I think, maybe, other than the dude who plays Hans, who is, I want to hang out with that guy. Right. Um, that, I think, is maybe the best thing about it, because it is found footage found footage you you tell yourself well they're only going to be able to do certain so things we're never going to get to right. see a troll we're only going to see like Blair Witch twigs right. hanging from a from tree a, from a tree style. and a kid standing in the corner right no dude they go full no, no, on with these they trolls they do go full on and it's like I'm telling you I watched it in HD and those trolls hold up mm-hmm. and so they get they see this troll right and uh 
And then we quickly learn that there are many different kinds of trolls. Yeah, all the classifications. And it's, yeah, the whole thing about them doubting. He's like, did you say troll? And so, okay, so we get past that. They defeat this troll. Uh Uh-huh. And then he's like, okay, you guys want to fucking follow me around? Yeah. Follow me around, and I'll tell you the truth. Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, why are you letting us do this? And it's like... They're trolls, dude. They're trolls, He's like, because I'm tired of this job. This is a shitty job. And so we come to find out that he works for the troll security center or something. Yeah, he's hired by the government. There's an agency in Norway dedicated to hunting trolls. a secret troll hunter. Yeah. And that is like a subdivision of the wildlife and parks (laughs) department. Uh So there's like this huge, like... Troll cover up. Yeah, it'd in be like government. if you had the X Files, but it was just for it was hunting just trolls. trolls. Yeah. yeah, and, and you had one dude. Right, and he's like, "So you can come with me." He goes, "You can come with me, but you have to promise me that you're going to do everything, everything that I, I say." say. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay." And so he asks one of the best questions in like the whole thing. He goes, "Do any of you believe in God or Jesus?" Yeah, and you're like, "What? What, what are you talking?" I mean, I was, I was a little confused. Me too, but. They were, the kids were like, no, like, don't look at us or whatever. We don't believe in God or Jesus. And then one of them makes a joke and he goes, because he can smell the blood of an Englishman or, or yes. of a Christian man, yes. he says. Um, and so they're still making fun of it. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and they should not they have. They should been. not have because <laughs> later on something happens yeah. uh, that is related to this. But like, so you get to see throughout the movie, you get to see like lots of kinds of trolls. Yeah. Uh, and you find that it's serious business yeah and it's it's i the question that i had for you michael was do you think do you think that that because we're not norwegian uh-huh. or at least scandinavian or, I mean, or clearly trolls play a huge part in norse mythology yeah we all know this yes but because we have not been brought up uh-huh as as that's part of our our, our childhood or our, our mythology, right. do you think that we lost something in the intensity? I'm not going to say or seriousness of this. I, film. I think. I mean, I think. I think we lose something. Um, I think the filmmakers are have it like they have a good time. The movie is funny at very funny at times, um, but it does seem like. This is clearly part of their childhood. Right. Like they've all heard these right. stories. They I mean, I, people from Iceland believe in fucking elves. Yeah, man. You gotta like before you build a building, you have to check for elves. Like, right. Um, so it, it, I do think we miss something. I mean, because so much time is spent on the different kinds of trolls. Right. Um, where they live. Where, where they you live. Find them. And then I, I, I did like a, and I was like kind of. I'm way. I was way into Norse mythology for a time. I still am. I think it's really cool. But like the idea that the the old stories of that to to scare people um, is that trolls specifically wanted to hunt and kill Christians. That was uh-huh. that was their purpose, yeah. right? Oh, that's and, terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to sound exciting. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, no, they were hunting. Sorry, and so Christians. even that, like you and I, like. I was like, what? Why is he asking them that? Right. It's like, but I think if we had grown up with these stories, we would have known, known immediately what, what, that was, was. what was about. Right. Like, there is also a scene where they follow him. He still doesn't know that they're following him. They follow him all over the place mm-hmm. until he lets them hang out with him. Um, but they're following him around, and he stops before he crosses a bridge. Uh huh. And they watch him, like, go to the back of his Jeep and take out a tire, and he walks, like, to under the bridge. And puts a tire under the bridge, and then he gets back in his car. And it took me a while. I was like, they seemed to know what was going, going on. on. And I was like, what is, what is that? going on? And then I remembered, oh, trolls, trolls live, live under, under bridges. bridges. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I had to, you know, and then they explained why the tire and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, um, and that's not to say that the movie doesn't have some scary parts. It does. It yeah. does have some scary parts. It has. It has the I think the sort of fun scares of a creature movie, right? Which is its own kind of thing, right? right? Um, it I think it plays with the found footage in a really effective way. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, I had can about twenty minutes in because you don't see the first troll until about twenty twenty five right. thirty, right? 
But then uh, they start coming. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we're never going to see... Yeah, we're going to see the Blair Witch Twigs. We're mm-hmm. never actually going to get to see anything because they don't have any money. Right. Um, and then they're like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I, I read a thing that said... And it's kind of arresting when you first absolutely, see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you don't expect it. Um, I read a thing that uh, one of the ways this premiered in America mm-hmm. was they brought it to a major... I don't know if it was Sundance, but it was something like Sundance. Right. Um, it might actually have been Sundance. I'm not sure, but it was one of those one of the major film festivals here, and it had I think already come out over there. Right. Um, but good lord, the name in their language, like we wouldn't. <laughs> we we wouldn't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they invited a bunch of people to a midnight screening and did not tell them what oh, they were shit. showing. Oh, shit. And I feel like that would have been a great way to see this because she would be like, what the fuck am I watching? Right. Because uh, it is sort you know, of its no, own like, thing. Yeah, and if it had, if they were premiering it with the with the Norwegian title, we wouldn't know. It'd be like, oh, found footage about a bear. Sure. Proof shots. And then it happens. Yeah. And, and at to that, there's like a really funny scene where this Polish guy brings in a bear. Yeah. Because as part of the cover up. Right. It's, yeah. They, <laughs> I love that so guy. Great. He's so bad. I mean, not the actor. The actor is actually really good. You know, the good. dude, like so, the character. So good at being the terrible bureaucrat who can't lie. Right. It's clearly a bear. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and the Polish guy who's like, in Poland, what do you say? In Poland, we don't ask. We don't yeah, ask questions. We don't ask questions. They tell us to do and we do it. <laughs> yeah. It's um, really funny. So it's got some great elements like that. Um, but yeah. The, the other thing that I love about the movie is is clearly the director, who's also the writer, like the, the their use of the... I have to say, man, that the, wherever they film, oh my god, is gorgeous, yeah, absolutely beautiful, and it is—it's like something out of what to me would be like a fairy tale mm-hmm. world. It's what I imagine, like people who have never seen the Grand Canyon from other parts of the world. Yeah, I think except for my student who is unimpressed oh, who by was it. Unimpressed but yes, by the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but you know, like people from other parts of the globe who might come to the United States and look at the Grand Canyon and, and go, "What? What the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, that's what that is like I over mean, there. I mean, they, it's they're gorgeous. They're shots, and then we'll see similar, somewhat similar shots in in Haunted, of like, an. I mean, it's like an ice forest. I, yeah, I, it. It's like yeah. You're like, oh, I get because Tolkien was obsessed with Norse mythology. It's like, I get where he right. got some of his ideas right. for, like, Lord of the And Rings. you totally get, you totally get where this idea of, like, giants and yes. elves and, and trolls yeah. might come from. It looks fucking magical. It's so fantastic. And the way he uses the natural landscape of the country to explain away the story yeah. is so good. It like, is. it's really clear, wonderful. There's a kitty. There's a giant <laughs> kitty behind one of the partitions. It, it scared us both. We thought it was a troll. There you are. Um, yeah, he uses it. And it also is, again, I think a brilliant way for a group of filmmakers that probably didn't have a ton of money to make something that looks still beautiful, incredible, because right. of the natural landscape of right. the place. But there's like, you know, they ha- part, of, part of the theory is like, so a troll can die with, they, he uses like light. Yeah, sunlight. Because they're allergic to light yeah, or something. Yeah, sunlight and vitamin D. Right. There was like a whole it was, thing. There was, yeah, they, sure. they explain it away and yeah. you're totally like, oh, yeah, that makes okay, sense. that makes sense. Great, why not? Um, and so he doesn't use... A gun. He uses flashlights because they also only come out yeah. at night. Yeah, and then a really like high-powered UV gun, which was fascinating to oh, me. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, and and he has one giant one mounted mm-hmm. on the top of his jeep that is used to great effect uh, in the in like the the final yeah the finale, amazing yeah. moment in the movie. Um, and so you can either, they either explode because the older trolls. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of troll yeah, lore lot of troll in this film. Lore. The older <laughs> trolls, their veins are constricted. And so, like, when they see light, it calcifies or something. Yeah. So they turn to stone. They turn to stone. Air quotes. Uh-huh. Or they explode. Right. And, so, and again, those are things turning to stone is like a huge part of the mythology. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, it's like, it's really great because they're driving down. And, and Hans has a moment where he goes, like, if you if you know the if you don't know or if you don't believe, you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. But when you know about trolls, yeah, you begin to see things and you can tell that that was a troll, yeah, or that was done by trolls. Yes, and so they're driving along the highway and there's 
rocks or fallen trees or whatever and they the filmmakers begin to be like i think those are trolls uh-huh. you know so it's just a cool it's just a cool way yeah. to tie storytelling to the set that you have available, available. it's great it's and, really I, great. and i do love i mean i you know i don't know enough about this group of people and i really don't know enough about norway i'm just sort of making assumptions but i do assume like it's, it's in some way these these guys the the people who made this movie like they heard these stories when they were kids their whole lives i was telling you it's like to me it's it, to me it would probably be like going to watch this new la llorona movie like right they better, which like if they, they don't fucking it. bring it you're gonna be really I'm gonna angry be angry and it's but, because but that's that, a story you've been told your I whole grew life up with, and i i know that stuff so you know yeah um it, it is weird because you texted me last night when or yeah when i was watching yeah. it um and you said like, is there is there an American equivalent? And I right, I, I don't know that there is. I don't know if there is for horror stories. Like I've always felt that our American mythology is Western. Yes, I re- that's what I wrote. I yeah. said you know because we don't necessarily we don't have a shared history. Because and we could have if we hadn't killed all the Native yes, Americans. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. We killed. We yeah, we eradicated our what was our mythology. Um, and so we sort of mythologize. Yeah, we I put we we mythologize the old west. Right. Um, we even now, which is strange, um, we've like mythologized World War Two. Yeah, that's um, weird because which so is odd like, because there are still people alive who who fought in it, who fought in it or grew um, up during it. Yeah, I think westerns are like the real true because we can make it whatever we, we can make want. it whatever we want, and it's also you know it's if you can take any Clint Eastwood any western that Clint Eastwood make and you can liken it to a, to one of the Greeks. You Definitely, know, they're very high stakes. Very, they're they're very epic and Greek. Greek, yeah, and, and I also think there's something. To be said, I, I would need to do more look like look into this, but like there is something to me that is something like Star Wars. Oh yeah. That has had such an insane like whatever. Whether you're into Star Wars or not, it has such an insane effect on popular culture for the last forty fucking years. Right. Um, and I think part of it is because we don't have that shared mythology. I agree. That we latch on to that. I agree. I think that when this president brings the apocalypse uh-huh. and like <laughs> years from now after like people are rebuilding uh-huh. right I truly believe that there will be a church of Star Wars yeah like there's I a, believe that there will be Jedis and you yeah know. there's a great scene in this ridiculous film called Reign of Fire which is post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. no, dragon I've seen that movie and that Star Wars is part of their mythology like yeah. they talk and I and I do think it's because one one look we yes what we eradicated our mythology which is horrific we are, it appears to be multicultural in a way totally. that perhaps Scandinavia is not. Right. Um, and so, of, of course, the stories you grew, like, you grew up with stories specific to, like, Mexican and Mexican-American culture. Mm-hmm. I have things from, like, Italian and Italian-American culture. Everyone will have the things that they brought because we're all fucking immigrants here. Right. Um, I mean we that, are? I mean that in the best way. We are? Other than the people we killed off. Right. <laughs> we are. Right. Um, yes, we all are. My family's barely been here over 100 <laughs> years. Uh, so I do think that we don't have this sort of ancient thing that we can all connect with. So we're still cobbling it together. Together. Whereas like they literally have stories of their gods from thousands of years ago. Like the Greeks would. And we're like as as and we're like a young country. Yes. Absolutely. But if we like again I hate to you know beat a dead horse I'm not going to say feed a full horse. Right. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say beat a dead horse. Yeah. Because we all know what that means. Yeah. Because it's an idiom. Um yeah, uh, if if we hadn't, if we had like adopted or included yeah. the mythology of Native Americans, right, it would be the same. Yes, yes, and it's um, it's really it's amazing to me. Like, if you ever, if you ever want to listen to like Norwegian black metal, <laughs> um, yeah, which you should. Uh, they they embrace like the pagan roots of their nation Dude, in a very like I hardcore fucking, way. I fucking love that because like, and we'll talk about like burning churches, right? But it's like that that kind of like spilled over into like British metal mm-hmm. also because there's so many of like the early early like super heavy metal bands like Iron Maiden, yeah, yeah, definitely, and Saxon, and even Black Sabbath yeah. to some extent, uh, like attack the 
myths yes. of, 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 the, the, of, of their, of their culture. culture. Yeah. And it's fucking epic. Yeah, man. Um, so go watch Troll Hunter. Yeah, I've, it's super fun. It's super fun. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It yeah, it has some great scares and it follows you know like it creature it's creature horror. Yeah, and and it's it's it, fun. The scenery is incredible. I will say this: if you get queasy when cameras spin, beware because there's a yeah. lot of that. And be patient, yeah, because it'll pass. Yes. Um, so this next movie cool. that Man, we're going to talk about, dude, you liked it. This was a find on your part. I fucking I really liked it. Yeah, I saw it a few months ago when I was here by myself. I think John was off playing it's called, D&D or something. In English it is Haunted. Haunted. Do you in, know what it's called? In, in, no, I looked at it. It's like an H G and an E and an L. I, I don't know. It's all consonants. Yeah. I don't, How do you pronounce I that don't fucking know. language? We got to bring somebody in. Yeah, we um, will. But in English it's called Haunted uh-huh. and it's 27 Another Norwegian film. Oh, by the way, uh, you can find Troll Hunter on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, this is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, as well. Haunted. Keep yeah. going. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, and I I knew nothing about this, and you had come up with the idea of like, hey, let's do two cold place cold place cold places you know for 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 the december and, and i had even forgotten that it takes place around christmas yeah yeah i mean there's actually a lot of christmas in it yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah so we we picked these two norwegian ones and you said you had watched this norwegian film called haunted i really really liked it yeah um I like a lot of what the Scandies are doing, the Danes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't to me like as disturbing as some of what like the Dane Danish horror, like oh, Goodnight oh, Mommy. Oh my god, dude! Well, which we'll talk about. Yeah, at some well, point. yeah, but but it had sim- like again this sort of like bleak, bleak, cold, cold. We will have a four-minute scene in which two lines are exchanged. Uh-huh. And it's um, still beautiful. And still beautiful. And, uh-huh. and the atmosphere of this movie, there's something. She's in a remote. She leaves whatever major city they're in. I don't know. They I don't know. They never say. Um, but she, they live in a city. I'm sure if we lived there, we would we know. We would know. And, like, they have, like, normal city lives, and they're kind of, like, God, it opens they're with like, them fucking in yeah, the bathroom of a restaurant. With, yeah, they're, like, they're, it's a couple... And yeah, they're, and they're, fun, they're they're like upper class yes, socioeconomic definitely. upper class people. I can't tell because I'm no, I'm not gonna say it. That would be offensive. Like, but everybody looks the same. Everybody looks the same. <laughs> yeah, I had my first thought. Okay, so the lead in Haunted is <laughs> a Viking queen. Like, I don't. <laughs> Just, she does look like a Viking queen. Be like six she's foot tall, and she's blonde, blue eyed, beautiful, like the palest human. My first thought was, if I ever go there, because I would like to go to Scandinavia, I feel like people are just gonna call me Bilbo and like pat me on the head. <laughs> me too. Like, oh, ha, Bilbo! I and, agree. Like, and I'm like, and like I'm a Hobbit. <laughs> her, her boyfriend or her husband, whom you later learned that she may may or may not want to stay with, yeah. forever. I feel like they're not even married. Yeah, I feel like I feel that's like, not even a thing. It's not even a thing. But <laughs> it's like you get the feeling that she's meh about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Because she can do better. She can, she can have I, anyone she wants. And that guy is also like Viking warrior king. She, I like, looked it up, which I shouldn't care, but I looked up, like, how tall is this woman? She's six feet tall, so that dude's easily 6'4". He's six gotta four. be 6'4". Like yeah, because he carries her around like it's nothing. I know, exactly, and it's like, you know, in the world that we live in, if the apocalypse happened, they would be handed the keys to the bunker. Totally, and you yeah. and I are going to have to dance and tell stories, or they're going to kill us. <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Perform! And then, monkeys. you know, the monkeys, and then they'll, like, throw us a treat. But it's, it opens <laughs> it opens in a way, like, it's going to become sort of just a, a haunted house story, right? right? But it opens in a way that is so... I don't know. It's because they're 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 at a, what seems like a fancy, a fancy restaurant. restaurant. They're celebrating fu- something. Something. They're fucking in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But the first thing you see is him choking her. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Oh shit!" It. Yeah. We're, we're we're in it. Like, who's this fucking guy? And then you quickly see she's way into she's that. way into it. And and they're just having sex in a public bathroom. We're sex positive on this show. So whatever people want to do in their personal lives, it's it's up to them. them. So don't give us any guff about Right. But the opening shot is set up like you don't know like this guy might be attacking a woman. And then you learn that she's very quickly you learn they're a couple and she's way into it. Right. 
And so then we get the news that she, uh, or she gets the news that her father has passed suddenly. Uh-huh. While at the restaurant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she has the emotional response as if I came in and was like, Christy, they didn't have Coke Zero. Like that. <laughs> like, I think my emotional response to that would be would greater be greater than her getting the news that her father died. Right. It's because we come from a warm climate, <laughs> yes, Michael. Yes, we do. We We're do. the warm climate people. And then you also sort of realize that she, her, her relationship with him was clearly fraught. Right. Um, she says they hadn't spoken in six months. No, they were so, they were estranged. So it's not. It is yes, she is Norwegian, and also they didn't like each I'm other. I'm sure they love their kids. I'm, sh- I'm right? sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know this movie. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It raises that question. It raises that question. But so she, of course. She has to go to the country. Her She's father has this country a, home. A country home that he leaves to her. She's an only child. Mm-hmm. And she has to go settle things. Uh, and she tells her boyfriend, I'll be back. I'll be back. You won't even you won't know, even I'm, know gone. I'm gone. And she goes and she, right off the bat, she wants to sell the house. Yeah. And uh, he says to her, he's like, oh, I didn't even know you all had a house in the country. And she's like, yeah, we used to spend Christmas, Christmas there. there. And then we just stopped going. And I don't quite remember why. Right. And so she goes to the little town and she inquires with like the real estate guy there. I want to sell this place. And the guy like immediately we know there's something, there's something wrong. And iffy. this there's this is also weird. like a place like a house that like has a name. Like Right. Like all houses in Europe have yeah, names. Yeah, which is I guess. Okay. I, or and I don't know. So it's no. I wish we had names Me too. for our houses. That would be cool. Like that would be so cool if um, we went to like Acorn End or right. something. I don't know. What, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think we should call your house. Yeah. So, so people, know, as soon as she says, I want to sell blah, blah, whatever, blah. Yeah, they're like, no, no, I'm not I'm not going there. Yeah. Something, so we know something's weird. Right. She doesn't get it. She no. just thinks it's like small town bullshit. Right. Um, so she goes up to her house. Yeah. To the country house. And, and, it, and it's, it's, it's so different. Like this, this already is going down the road of like, you know, I don't want to use the word typical, but like traditional sure. haunted, haunted house, house in the movie. country. Uh-huh movie and uh it's a big house but there's like the inside of that house is like so scandinavian like it totally made me want to go shoot a film at the ikea like yeah, right i totally wanted to it's go to just, ikea everything is so fucking efficient it's so efficient and clean and, and yeah. stark and beautiful angles yes and and it still looked fucking scary but yeah it looked fucking scary it's so weird i'm gonna go on a weird bizarre tangent <laughs> I was watching an interview with Alexander Skarsgård, the uh-huh. actor, or Skorsgård, as he says it, who is... That's the O with a slash yes, through it. who is very Swedish and mm-hmm. very famous at this point, yeah. as is his brother Bill. And he told this story because he won an Emmy, uh, and Colbert or someone, or whoever, Kimmel, whatever, Colbert was like, where's your Emmy? And he's like, there's, um, there's a, a belief in Sweden, and it has a Swedish name, that you do not show off the things that you have like that is considered to be that that's hard yes and so he's like you my emmy is just sort of out of out of sight he's like i have a theory okay uh do you want me to put that my theory yes so that's why i think like even if these people are clearly rich but their house is simple very simple and very clean clean my theory is that and this is the theory that i have as to why white people have been able to overpower brown people uh-huh. because brown people like let's just genetically brown people come from like a warmer climate that's Absolutely. why we're brown because yeah. there's lots there's of sun. a lot of sun and you know it's warm and mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time outside and and we're not just kicking sick, it just <laughs> kicking it there's a lot of everything there's uh-huh. an abundance of fruit and uh-huh. an abundance yeah. of stuff yeah so there's no you reason to like steal. You can be naked and not be freezing. You can be naked and not be freezing. And hey, I've got a shit ton of pineapples. You mm-hmm. can have some of my pineapples or oranges or whatever. But white people maybe come from like a colder climate <laughs> where there's not an abundance of stuff across the frozen tundra. Right. And so you have to hide your shit or someone's going to take it. And that's what that's a really interesting Someone's going to take it. And so it that was, that's where that comes that's from. That's where that comes from. It's that, that like... 
I don't know, Vikings were able to go to warm climate places or like even just yeah. like regular British white people were able to go to warmer places. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, yeah, come have, have some, some of shit. our stuff. And they're like, we're going like, to take all we're your gonna shit. We're going to take all of it. Yeah. Because back where we're from, it's hard to find yeah, shit. Yeah, and if you have shit, you don't tell well, anyone. Yeah. See, and I'm in like a weird, I'm a white person from a warm but southern you're climate also, you're sicilian yeah, yeah. you know so yeah. that's, why that's why i don't trust anyone i know um, anyway so anyway, back to the movie house so she meets she, a little girl she meets a little girl pretty who, soon who calls herself day daisy daisy or yeah. something um and at first oh shit we should also say she's pregnant oh yeah she's pregnant but she but is not on board with that. She's not on board with it. And it's also very subtle. If you're not paying oh, attention... Oh, fuck, dude. The way that was handled, yeah. dialogue-wise, was so good. If it, you're not paying attention, It made my it. head hurt. I was I like, know. oh, my God. That's simple. one of the... Simple. So simple. Efficient. And if you didn't... If you weren't, you would have thought she was talking about her house. Right. Which is so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good because it all comes back together. I don't need it. I'm just going to get rid of it. Right. And you're like, oh, they're talking about the house. And then, like, if you missed that next line, you don't know she's talking about scheduling an abortion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so she's pregnant. And the little girl wants to play with her, right? You get the sense that, like, the little girl's kind of on her own. Like, her parents aren't right. really involved. Right, like, they're not super present. And then she is... Um, uh, Catherine is her name, right? Catherine. Catherine, yeah. yeah. And she's like kind of annoyed, like, okay, stop asking questions. And right. then the little girl goes, do you have children? And she says, no. And the little girl goes, I thought so. And you're like, oh, yeah. She's like, doesn't have the nurturing quality right. of a mom or whatever. Right. Yeah. So then she, so she goes into the house and she's looking around and she comes across, there's a noise in the house, right? And she, she, there's a lady. There's a she. You think it's a ghost. You yeah. think like you're gonna go there. And then it's just or, kind of an odd old lady. It's just kind of like an odd old lady that used to know Catherine's parents. And like knew and, her when she was a right. little girl. And you begin to learn the history of the house. Uh huh. And it's so the the history of the house is that the not Catherine's parents, but like Catherine's, the generation before. The generation before also lived in the house. And there's kind of like a weird. There was. Catherine's mother had a sister, Marie. Who went missing. Who went missing. When she was seven. Seven. Yeah. Something like that. And that, they, they never found Marie. They never found her. And then you start to think, like, they, rumors were, some people thought. That the, Ka- that the mother. Yeah. So Catherine's grandmother killed her killed, own kid. Killed her own kid. Yeah. And so there's all this stuff. And, and, and it kind of, like, leads you down the road of thinking that this little girl is the is the, the ghost of the, the missing and, child you know and um we're not that's not spoiling like that is what you are led that's what to you're, believe that's what you're led to believe and so anyway she has an accident because she she she's gonna go into town or something and she the little girl is standing in the middle of the road and she drives into a ditch she drives her brand new lexus into a ditch right and so she calls the boyfriend and she's like hey i'm gonna be here for another night because i had an accident blah 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 and uh she stays another night she begins to where she arrives at the house and she wants nothing to do with the house but the longer she's at the house the more she's kind of like I'm going to begin to put the furniture like it used uh-huh. to be. I'm here. Why not? Yeah. So she begins to, I don't know, relive. Relive moments in the house. And you also start to figure out that, like, she has almost no memory right. of what happened. They, they, her, it's very vague. Her boyfriend. Her mom died. Her mom when she died when she was little. And he's like, how? She's like, well, it was an accident. Yeah, and he says, remember. where? And she's like. I don't know. I think it must have been here, I guess. Like, she has very little memory yeah. of, of any of this. She, the only thing she remembers is driving away from the house with her father. Yeah, that's it. That's all she remembers. Because even when they're like, your aunt went, you know, disappeared when she was little. Because that Marie would have been her aunt. Uh-huh. She's like, my mom had a sister? Yeah. Like, she knows nothing. Very it's little. It's really strange. Very little. Um so, yeah, so all of that begins to unfold. And what we have is like a super beautiful, elegantly told um, ghost, ghost story. story. In, and and I, it, it is an hour and 18 minutes. Yeah. It is one of the shorter movies I've seen so in a long efficient. time. So like, efficient. But back, I got a full... We come back to yeah. this word efficient and e- economy of like storytelling Telling. that is elegant 
and frightening yeah. and heartbreaking. And even what's odd, or shouldn't, it's not odd, but a connection that I would never have seen between this movie and Troll Hunter, uh, just other than the, the, the you know environment and the, right. the ice forest, this also draws on old fairy tales. Yeah. Like, there, there is a lot of, like, Rapunzel, uh-huh. uh, like... Symbology. Symbology in this yeah. movie. So, I, I don't know if that's just... We just happen to stumble upon this, or if that really is, like, just a part of a lot of the movies they're, they're making. That well, it, I don't know. Let me ask you this question. Because you, you teach film, and you are a writer, and why do you think... Why do you think that so many of our haunted movies, like so many of our haunted house movies, center around a female protagonist? Uh, this is a, yeah, this is, you gave me a, you just said you want to talk about this, so I did some work. This is a huge question, um, and so I was like, I need to do some work. And so I went back to some of like my favorite writers on gender and horror. One of them who I've talked about a lot is Carol Clover, Men, Women, and Chainsaws. You should all read that book. Then I like looked at another book I have called The Dread of Difference that talks about 70s and 80s films. Oh, my God. I want to read that um, one. It's great. Um, and I that's many writers. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get the editor. One of the most interesting things Clover says, um, one of the most interesting arguments she makes is she was and may still be a, a professor of film at Berkeley. Um, she says that she believes the purpose of horror, of horror movies, uh, and horror, the horror genre is to tap into our subconscious and semi-conscious fears and fantasies. And what she says is if you have a genre that is was, and kind of still is, but was predominantly created um, by men when you're dealing with horror films, mm-hmm. predominantly written and directed by men for in the 70s and 80s what was a predominantly young male audience Mm -hmm. you see the subconscious or semi-conscious fears and fantasies of young men which almost always puts a woman in a position of being pursued and a man in a position of being a pursuer and she tracks this all the way back to Little Red Riding Hood and she says essentially that our sort of modern horror, she's talking a lot about slashers, but I think in some ghost stories it applies. You are almost seeing a retelling of stories like Little Red Riding Hood, but the huntsman never comes. So Little Red Riding Hood has to save herself. And she said she believes that that comes a lot out of male fantasy and male um, fears, because she also talks about how men, male directors, will often because they're dudes and she even says all people she believes are part sadist and part masochist she goes into a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but she says that that it is very easy for men if they're tapping into sort of these deep recesses to mingle sex and violence and and if you put it in sexual terms if if a male is a pursuer and a female is the pursued in violent or horror terms that becomes a male is a monster or a killer and a female is a potential victim um, and so that's sort of the like natural thing. She also talks about, and I kind of like have thought I've written some stuff about whatever the idea that then you have sort of natural um, gender stereotypes at play. That there is stereotype. We are stereotyped sort of to believe that women are are more vulnerable. Right. Whether I don't. That's not true. No. But like that's what the idea that that a woman is more vulnerable because stereotypically she is we not are as physically less yes, strong. You can yes exactly right. And that if you're talking about a typical, I just want to say Serena Williams. That's yeah, or this woman in this yeah. movie who could kill you. Right. Um, but the sort of stereotype right. is that you are are that women are not as physically strong and then if you're dealing with a natural story or character arc watching someone go from vulnerability to strength is the natural like more interesting story right Um, do you think that this has like do you think that all of that that you said do do you think that it, it plays into a fear that men may have of female of power, a female power, I, or being the pursuit. Yes, absolutely. So, and I bring that up because Definitely. I I did a, a workshop one year with the great Olympia Dukakis, where we worked on the Greeks, uh-huh. and she talked a lot about 
why so many of the Greek plays um, have female protagonists, like and especially plays like, say, Medea mm -hmm. or Electra or Clytemnestra, Clytemnestra that are, that are all women that seem to have gone nuts, uh -huh. right? Uh, and they're like showing a lot of emotion publicly. Uh -huh. And she talks about how in ancient Greek culture and in modern Greek culture to this day, actually, it is not appropriate for or and it was not appropriate for a man to show that much emotion. emotion. It was not appropriate yes. for a man to break down in public. But in order to talk about these social issues, you needed, a you needed someone that could, could break down in public. And yeah. the only way to, to do that was to have, to a, have female a female protagonist. So that's why when people look at Medea and they mistake it for a domestic drama, right. it's wrong. Because what it is, it's an issue about immigration and the otherization of, of non-Greek people, yeah. foreigners. Um, Do you I think that that plays into this? Definitely, yes. And and I was reading one thing, it wasn't Clover, it was someone else saying that in, if we say if we say we believe women are more vulnerable, again, stereotypes, that's not what I'm saying. Um, right. Mike is a very progressive but guy. But we also believe, we also believe that women are stereotypically, gender-wise, more compassionate uh -huh. more um, and which goes against sort of the like they're weaker more protective and right. so that you can create a character who can break down who can have emotional response and at the same time if she has someone in her charge whether it's her own kid an unborn kid a cat, so, a cat someone she's babysitting a sibling, we believe that woman has the capability to do anything necessary to protect the thing she's protecting. And it's so true. So, like, why do we have such a problem? Like, how? why do those things not... Both things can be true I, at the same time. Yeah, I don't... And they can be true at the same time of men as, as well. As well. And I don't know. And I, I even did, I was like, okay... Most of the stuff we watch, most of the stuff we talk, a lot of what we've talked about has female protagonists. There are mm -hmm. horror movies that have male protagonists. Totally. But I jotted down a few. Uh -huh. And if you look at those male protagonists, they almost immediately or very quickly become either aggressors or those that are seeking out confrontation. So I wrote this down. Father Damien and the Exorcist almost to me. He's like, I'm going to go fight the demon. Cotton in the last exorcism, right. I'm going to go fight the demon. The Troll Hunter and Troll Hunter, I'm going to go fight I'm the gonna trolls. I'm going to go, I'm sacrificed, yeah. Yeah. Ash in the Evil Dead movies, which is almost like a, a satire or parody of this, I'm going to strap a fucking chainsaw onto my lopped off arm and go fight the dead. And then even in The Shining, mm -hmm. you have Jack Torrance, who not only becomes an aggressor, but actually becomes the monster. Right. And so you don't have these... The thing... And yes. the thing, it, it, a lot of it becomes about who's in charge. Yes. Who's in charge, and then at the end, we don't even know. Know who's in charge. But it's, we know they've become it. So the male reaction in a lot of these horror movies is, well, I'm going to go fucking face the thing. Whereas a female reaction, and again, I think this is another sort of gender stereotype that kind of plays out a lot, is that women are actually way more resourceful um, and can plot, like, okay, this thing's happening how do we survive this thing? I can improvise, but also let's come up with a fucking plan. <laughs> Whereas like male protagonists are like, give me the gun, give me the chainsaw, give me the whatever, give me my Bible. I'm going to go fight the fucking right. thing. And usually I'm going to fucking die and sacrifice right. myself in the process right. because I'm the great fucking savior. You know, I was just talking to a, a friend the other day, a, a, a woman, of, and, and we were talking, she, she made mention of like, you know, how... It, the belief is that we couldn't, we can't have a female president because we're too, like women are too emotional. It's so or whatever. absurd. I'm like, it's so dumb. Like people, you know, usually the reason, and I said the, I was half joking, but like usually the reason that women break down, when you see them break down, it's because we've been pushed so far, far to the brink. Yeah. That that's what is left, and it's out of anger. It's not out of weakness. No. And most, but most of the other times, like all of the other times that we're not breaking down, it's because we're taking care of shit quietly and calmly. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I think, I think empathy also gets viewed as weakness in this a lot of times in this country, which is horrifying. Um, but then Clover talks about. I think it's Clover. It might have been one other thing I read. Is that 
whether we say it out loud, we can say the gender stereotype is that men are physically stronger. And again, maybe that's like if 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 a dude punches someone, whatever. Mm -hmm. If they're a large man and they punch you, it might whatever. But whether we say it out loud or not, because of sort of all of the sort of mother like mother figures and all of like how important motherhood is in all of our storytelling, we actually know deep down that women can endure way more pain than men. <laughs> so we know usually that a final girl is going to have to endure an insane amount of, of pain abuse, and abuse. Yeah. And it's something that, whether we say it out loud or consciously even recognize, a male protagonist could not handle. Um, wow. And so, so I think there's like all of these things and then other things. And then she also talks about, hey, in the 80s, teenage boys wanted to see boobs. So and that's you, true also. You got a lot of ladies in a movie. So she's like, there's there's these sort of deep-rooted right. things and these like, you know how we can sell tickets. So like all <laughs> of these things play into Six it. Six-foot Viking goddess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And so all of those things play into it and... We see a little bit of that in this movie, though. We I do. Mean, we do. We see a little bit of it. Where, whereas, like, when he comes, because the boyfriend comes back to the house uh -huh. and wants to, and she says, you know what? I can take Get theirs. the fuck out. Get the fuck out. This is my house, blah, blah, blah. And he becomes an aggressor. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, I'm staying. I'm staying. And I'm going to, this is what we're going to do, and blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. And he, he pushes her down. I don't. I don't yeah, it, he does. And again. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't it, mean it, was, it. It's not like, it's not, he doesn't become an abusive right. husband. It just sort of happens. It but again, happens. you have a woman, the lead in the, I mean, she could destroy most human beings. She's, uh -huh. but you have on the other side, this guy who is. Bigger than her. Bigger than her. Yeah. Um, who chops wood like it's fucking like it's butter? Like it's butter, and you're like, God damn! <laughs> like, how did this happen? Right. Um, so yeah, I think all of those things play into it, and I think now finally that you, that we have more women making horror movies, you see differences. You still see f a lot of female protagonists, but you see changes in the way they're treated. You right. see the American Marys, you the ginger yeah, snaps. You see them being aware of their of this of the roles yeah. that they've played yes. before and flipping, flipping them as they're on, doing yeah. it. And and also I think sometimes being far more complex. Right. That the girl in Ginger Snaps and she's I mean young woman, right? She's yeah. in high school, right? Can can be all of the, normally you can only be this one thing or this one thing. You can be the final mm -hmm. girl or you can be the girl who likes sex. You can't be both. Right. And in Ginger Snaps, it's like, no, I can also like sex right. and be the girl that wins. It's like, a return to the trope that we were talking about in the 70s from like Black Christmas. Yes. Where Olivia Hussey, who is ostensibly the final girl uh -huh. in this very early movie, is pregnant. Is also and, pregnant yeah. and, and is her own person uh -huh. and, and is sexual. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. It is. It is. It's, God, that's such a great answer. Uh, it's it's a it's something that it it's how I got in. I mean, not how I got into horror movies, but it's how I got into like the first like real class I took on horror movies in college was gender specific, um, and so like Clover's work has always been just fascinating to me. And yeah. I'm you know what's her name again? Carol Clover. Carol Clover. Professor Carol Clover, and she wrote a book. And she's now updated it because it was very 70s and 80s heavy called Men, Women, and Chainsaws. And it's great. And she loves horror movies. Yeah. I mean, she absolutely loves them. I do, too. And, like, I totally... But recognizes... Right. You know. Exactly. And it's, you know, I, I get that a lot. Like, sometimes people ask me, like, uh, I have a very strong personality, let's say. And, and it sometimes surprises people that I really love horror movies because so many horror movies are kind of... Victimized. Victimized. Yeah. And and um, I don't know. There's something that appeals to me about the final girl. girl. There's something that appeals to me about like, yeah, being the person that is able to go so, like, this is how we're gonna defeat the monster. I had a conversation with a friend one time. We watched. Uh, we were watching The Edge. It's that Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin. Oh shit! With the, yeah, with the bear. <laughs> and is I it was a bear or there, a wolf? It's a bear. Okay. And I said, I think that if. If push came to shove and I was stuck in the wilderness, I could kill a bear. Sure. And Especially if one of your children were there. Right, exactly. And my friend, who was a dude, said, no, you can't. And I said, yeah, I could. And he was like, you can't. Like, before, and I was like, yeah, I could. Like, And I went through it. I said, this is what I would do. Right. This is the plan I would take. And he sat there looking at me like, 
you thought about this? And I was like, no, but that seems like the logical like thing. Like the thing that you would do, as if, opposed to like grabbing a knife and just running at it. Right. Yeah. Like if I had my kids with me, you better fucking believe yeah. I'm going to kill that of bear. Of course. Yeah. And that, I think, and... and or go of, down fighting. Yes. <laughs> and like the sort of thing that, that Clover comes back to with the little red thing. She's like, you know, if you take one message away from slasher movies, take away that y- we don't need you to save us. Right. Little Red doesn't need the huntsmen. Women can save themselves. Right. And that's like the one sort of like positive. And again, she loves horror movies while acknowledging, you know, some right. of the. But she also acknowledges that like to deny the fact that like inside of all of us, there are some of these scary. She says the subconscious of everyone, men and women. She's not, she's not making it gender-based. The subconscious of everyone is ugly and scary. And she says to not acknowledge that in her mind is way worse than putting something ugly and scary on screen. Absolutely. You know, and... Absolutely. And, and I... Yeah. She's a... She's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that's, she's older than... brilliant. Her kids are... are are around like our, our age, age. Yeah. yeah. So she's like one generation ahead of us. So we didn't get off topic because haunted plays into all of these, you know, things that we just talked about, and it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yes, uh, it is scary. It it's is scary. Great scares. It has a cool twist. Um, yeah, that I do. That we should not yeah. give away. It's yeah. a, got a cool twist. It's beautiful to look at. Beautifully acted. Beautifully directed. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not going to try and pronounce any of the people <laughs> in it because I can't. But make sure you are. It's the the Norwegian 2017 because I stumbled across. Oh, there's so a, many called that are Haunted terrible. or yeah. something similar. Like yeah, that. yeah. Um, yeah. So go watch Troll Hunter. Go watch Haunted. If you've been to Norway, tell us about it. Yeah, tell us about it. I would really love to know. Um, Iceland's a thing right now. So yeah. I'm sure some of you in the world have, have been there. I'm going to get there. My favorite yeah. band is from there. We're exactly. Make it Bjork. I love Bjork. Um, so, yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with two more. Cold weather stuff. Cold weather Christmassy stuff. Get your hot and chocolate. Let's yeah. do it. Thank you, Jim John. Make noise. Go to Monterrey on Garland Road in Jupiter and get yourself a Siberia. And um, enjoy the holidays. Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.